Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. While Clark Kent searches frantically for Jimmy Olsen and Jack Wilson, bigoted Vincent Kirby plans a vicious smear campaign with the imprisoned boys as his unwilling tools. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, Ed, how are you coming along with your collection of comic buttons in that new series from Packages of Kellogg's Pet? You got any duplicates around that you uh, want to swap with your pals? And uh, are you all your pep comic buttons pinned firm and sturdy on your jacket or your dresser cap so everybody can tell how many you've collected? Say, you want to keep track of these prizes, you know. They're mighty good looking. They're pictures of favorite funny paper characters like uh, Brenda Starr and Spud and the Little Moose and Cindy and Superman, of course. Yes, sir, you'll want to collect all 18 of them. So hop to it, gang. Ask Mom to get you a package or two of Kellogg's Pep. That's the prize package where you get these swell prizes. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. But there's a comic button in every package of Pep you open. And say, Pep's a prize package when it comes to good breakfast eating, too. Crisp and fresh and, and golden toasted. Tastes just as sunny and golden as you'd expect when it's called the Sunshine Cereal. Believe me, these toasty whole wheat flakes give breakfast and your day a grand start. So ask Mom for P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. In an attempt to trap Joe McMillan, an agent for a group of vicious bigots who have begun a campaign to spread race hatred in the city schools, Cub reporter Jimmy Olsen and Jack Wilson, captain of the Metropolis High School basketball team, were caught and taken to a hideout. 
McMillan summoned Vincent Kirby, the wealthy and aristocratic leader of the hate mongers, who telephoned Clark Kent, and posing as a storekeeper, told Kent that Jimmy had asked him to forward a message that the two boys were safe and on the trail of a big story. That done, Kirby turns back to McMillan, exultant, his eyes gleaming with maniacal excitement. Listen. Now, Joe, within 24 hours, you will see hate, murderous hate, rage through Metropolis like fire. And no youngster of foreign ancestry will be safe on the streets of the city. Are you serious, Mr. Kirby? You bet I am. You see, this is the moment the Knights of the White Carnation have been waiting for, Joe. Look, you're going too fast for me, Mr. Kirby. I don't get it. All right. Listen. We've already got a lot of high school kids furious with those two basketball players, Pulaski and Rizzuti, because they think they threw the championship game the other night, right? Well, sure, that's right, but I don't... You even managed to get a pretty good riot started, didn't you? We sure did, but what's that? Well, now, Joe... Such riots will take place in every school in Metropolis. How do you figure to do that? I intend to use the two spies you caught. You mean Jim Olsen and Jack Wilson? That's right. They've got good American names, and Wilson is captain of the Metropolis high team. So? So when Olsen and Wilson disappear, and everyone is led to believe that foreign youngsters were responsible for their disappearance, we'll have the spark we need to set off citywide riots against foreigners. You see? Well, yeah, but how are you going to make everybody think foreign kids are responsible? I'll show you. Here. Better get my mask on again, Joe. There. Now, bring in Jim Olson. Olson, I want you to phone in a little story to your newspaper, the Daily Planet. Yeah? What kind of a story? A story to the effect that you and Jack Wilson have uncovered evidence revealing that Metropolis High's Phil Kaplan and Michael Kelly were also paid off by gamblers to help Rizzuti and Pulaski throw the championship basketball game the other night. Hey, what an idea. Are you kidding? Your story, Olson, must also say that you and Wilson will present your evidence to the district attorney in the morning. That's all, huh? That's all. Well, get this, Mr. Maskface. The only story I'll write is to repeat that Cass Pulaski and Tony Rizzuti didn't throw the game. And that tin-horn gambler who said they did lie... Also, that Phil Kaplan and Mickey Kelly weren't involved with any gamblers either. Now, look here, Olson. Furthermore, my story, when I write it, will say you guys deliberately framed Cass and Tony for the sole purpose of starting race trouble in our schools. Isn't that true? He's a real bright boy, ain't he, Mr. Kelly? He certainly is, Joe. That's why I'm sure you'll see that it's to his advantage to do as I say. Oh, yeah? I can see what you guys are up to. A story like that came now, out. Now, Olson, be smart and do as I say. Pick up the phone and give that story to your newspaper. Like fun, I will. You will, all right. It's what you think. Neither you nor anybody else can make me do a dirty thing like that. Oh, no, we'll see about that. Oh. Now! I don't care. Uh. Break my arm. I won't do it. You'll sing another tone in a minute, buddy. I won't. Dirty hate spreaders. I don't care what you do to me, but, but I won't help you in your rotten Let work. him go, Joe. Oh, just give me a couple oh. more seconds. Let him go, break. I said. Well, be any good to us if his arms are broken. Well, Okay. <laughs> How are you going to make him phone in that store? You can't make me. I think we can, Olsen. Listen carefully. You wouldn't want to see anything happen to your friend, Jack Wilson, would you? What do you mean? Now, the other night before the game, Pulaski and Rizzuti were beaten up, remember? Sure. Joe here and Fargo, that big mug in the other room, beat them up. So they wouldn't be able to play well, and it would look as if they were throwing the game. Yes. Well, those boys didn't get a very bad beating, Olsen. No. They lived. You follow me? Huh? No, I... You see, Joe and Fargo are very skillful at that sort of thing. If they were to beat up Wilson now, and I neglected to tell him to go easy on him, Wilson might not live. No, might have bought it. No, you, you wouldn't do it. You, you're just trying to scare me. You think so? 
Joe, tell Fargo to bring the Wilson boy in here. Yes, sir. No, wait. You wouldn't do it. Hey, Fargo, bring that Wilson punk in here. We're going to do a little job on it. Okay, Joe. This I'm going to like. No, wait. You wouldn't dare. Uh, wait. I'll do what you want. I thought you would. Take it back, Fargo. Anything you say. Close the door, Joe. Okay. All right, Olson, pick up the phone and give your story to the Daily Planet. You mean now? Naturally. I want it in the first edition tomorrow. But but it's night. The Planet is a daily paper. I know all about that. There's a night man on duty to take stories and a night city editor. So quit stalling and phoning the story. But but wait a minute. Go on, Olson, pick up that phone. Wait a minute. I can't dictate a story right off the top of my head. Anyhow, there are no rewrite men there at night, so if you want this in the first edition tomorrow, you'll have to let me write it up. Yeah, very well. Shouldn't take you more than five minutes to write it up. You got a pen? Yeah, but I haven't any paper. Funny over there in that desk. Now get busy. Oh, okay. Boy, what an idea. I think I've got it all figured out, Mr. Kirby. Quiet, you fool. Don't mention my name. Why, he can't hear. After this story breaks in a planet tomorrow, you come out with another story in your paper, The Blade, saying Olsen and Wilson didn't show up at the DA's office because foreign kids grabbed them, right? Exactly. Well, Olsen, what's holding you up? Take it easy, will you? I'm not a very fast rider. He's stalling. I'll give you exactly five minutes, no more. Then you phone the story to the planet, or it'll be the end of Jack Wilson. his forehead furrowed and caught, perspiration beating his thin, freckled face. Jimmy Olsen sits at Joe McMillan's desk, composing his story for the Daily Planet, a desperate prayer propelling his laboring pen. Gosh, only these cave rats don't catch on to what I'm going to say. And if only Mr. Kent is at the planet tonight to see the story. It's got to work. It's got to. It's just got to. What does Jimmy mean? What desperate chance is he taking? We'll return in a moment for the tense climax of today's episode. So stand by. Say, I know you fellas in the gang don't want to let the girls get ahead of you in anything. And particularly when it comes to collecting comic buttons in that new series from Packages of Kellogg's Pet. So you better hop to it. Because I've seen a good many young ladies wearing a good many comic buttons pinned to their jacket or dress. Look mighty keen, too. Yes, sir, these pep comic buttons are so bright-colored and gleaming, you want to collect all 18 in that new series. You'll want Pat Patton and Tess Trueheart and, and Chief Brandon and Vitamin Flintheart, Judy and Carkey, and all the rest. So hop to a gang. Remind Mom to get you some Kellogg's Pep. Because that's the only way you can get these comic buttons. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop, and you can't buy them anywhere. But you get these prizes, along with some doggone swell eating in every package of Kellogg's Pep. Yes, sir, if you're hep to pep, your breakfast bowl full of these sunny whole wheat flakes is a real treat. Pep tastes golden and good. So ask Mom to get P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And say, gang... There's a special surprise coming up for you in a couple of days. Boy, oh boy, will you get a kick out of this one. Keep listening. I'll be telling you all about it soon. As Jimmy Olsen labors over the story, Vincent Kirby has commanded him to write for the Daily Planet. Clark Kent is at the office of his friend, Candy Myers, the private detective, to whom he has just confided his fears. See, Candy, the DA isn't convinced that Jim and Jack Wilson are in trouble, but I am. 
That phone call from a supposed storekeeper saying that the boys are okay sounded phony to me. Why, Kent? Because in the first place, he hung up too fast when I asked him where his store was. Well, he might have been busy, customers or something. Yeah, maybe, but there's also this. The agent for the hate mongers, the fellow called Joe, came for Jim and Jack at the lunch wagon tonight instead of phoning them as he'd arranged to do. That makes me believe he suspected they might be spies. Uh-oh. If he does, the boys are in trouble. Sure they are. I want you to put every man in your organization on the case at once, Candy. Never mind the expense, the plan that'll pay you. Ah, forget the pay. Jim's a friend of mine. Well, also, I'll do anything I can to slap those hate rats behind bars. Good. What do we get to work on? What clues, I mean. Well, not very much, I'll admit. Except we know what this fellow Joe looks like. Yeah, tall, thin, pasty face. Nothing distinctive there. Oh, I know. Then there's this handbill Joe passed out of Metropolis High. Did you look at it? Hmm. No printless label on it, Kent. No. Hard to trace. What else? Well, just the white carnations. White car... Oh, you mean the flowers Joe gave Jim and Wilson? That's right. Now, maybe if you can find the florist who sold the carnations to Joe, see, it's just possible that he buys a lot of them. That's a sweet assignment covering all the florists in town, especially at night. Well, I'll help you cover them. We've got to act fast, Kent. You don't have to tell me that. I'll call all my boys off any other case they're on and put them on this. Where will you be, Kent? Uh, oh, well, I'll, I'll keep in touch with you, Candy. And for heaven's sake, let's have some action now. <laughs> Clark, Kent, and Candy Myers begin their desperate search for Jimmy Olsen and Jack Wilson. The night reporter in the almost deserted Daily Planet City room walks hurriedly to the Night City editor's desk. Hi, Sam. Hey, take a look. Look at this story. Jim Olsen just phoned in. Uh-oh. Two other kids involved in the high school basketball scandal, eh? Isn't that something? It sure is. You say Jim phoned this in? Uh-huh. Well, that's funny. I thought Jim and Mr. Kent were positive those kids had been framed. That's they were mistaken. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jim say he was coming in? No, he said to run the story exactly as is. Okay, I'll put it in a box on page one. If Jim calls in again, tell him his story will be on page one in the first edition. Shaking his head, the Night City editor prepares to place the hate-smearing story that Jim was forced by the leader of the Knights of the White Carnation to write on page one of the Daily Planet. We know Jim was praying for Clark Kent to see that story. But Kent, as Superman, is now searching the city for his young friends, following only the slimmest of clues. What will happen? The moment was never tenser, fellows and girls, so don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode. It's packed with thrills, so be sure to tune in tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, gang, let me tell you about a breakfast cereal that's fun to listen to and fun to eat. It's Kellogg's Rice Krispies, the Snap, Crackle, and Pop cereal. Sure, you've seen those famous little elves snap, crackle, and pop around in cartoons and on the Rice Krispies package, and you know how they can dish out the crispiness of those golden bubbles of oven-popped rice. So freshly crisp, they snap, crackle, and pop when you pour on milk. Remind Mom to get you the one and only Snap, Crackle, and Pop cereal, Kellogg's Rice Krispies. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.